Good morning. I'll try that again. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Jason. Dan, you get the gold star this morning. Uh, really glad you're here. Um, I'm Jason Griffiths. Jason Warren Griffiths. Glad you're here. On behalf of the staff, glad you're here. We have a lot to praise God about. God is so good. Um, just last night, we or last yesterday afternoon, we did the hymn thing. I highly recommend coming to the one in September for Grandparents' Day. It was just phenomenal. It was just so good to see Micah Wright and Cornell let the, rele- release the Kraken. So as to say, it was just, just they were playing and they were, and it was just so good. My cup runneth over, right? You, when you're singing the hymns and, and there was amazing uh, ice cream and jazz. So just praise God for that. Look forward. And those of you that are in here in... Uh, that are grandparents, because our next one is on Grandparents' Day. So just start peppering it with your kids and your grandchildren. Just say, hey, there's a Grandparents' Day celebration, a hymn sing. You want to give me a Grandparents' Day gift, if that's even a thing. Uh, you just come and sing some hymns with me. And it'll be really, really fun, I promise you. Um, next week, we got the congregational meeting going to be brief but amazing right after the service coming up we have the annual picnic um and that's on labor day weekend right it's on the sunday september 4th yep right after the service i wonder if it's our 60th annual i wonder if we've always had an annual picnic we don't know Uh, probably not the first year anywho um Everybody's still awake? This is a lot of announcements, right? Uh, on July 31st, which was a couple weeks ago, a buddy of mine said, Hey, Jason, you're looking a little down in the mouth. He's a worship leader. His, guy, his name's Luis Garcia. He and his bride said, Hey, let's just do worship and pray at your, at your church. Let's barbecue some meat. And we, we did that. It was like last minute, boom. We, we smoked up a pork butt, and then we, what do we do? Well, that's, isn't that what it's called? What's wrong with these people? This is a church, right? This is a, okay, and then, uh, and we just, I want to, I don't want to say just, we worshiped, and we had this posture of, God, what do you want to do here next? And we opened our hands up and said, God, use us. This is an outpost of yours. What's new that's going to be coming forward in and through us? And it was excellent. There was a, one of those things, you know, like we've tried a couple things in the past. And I fe- that felt, eh, that felt pretty good. This one, we're supposed to be doing it. We moved it to the first weekend of the month, first Sunday night of the month. And it's going to happen September 4th, 5 to 7, over in the Fellowship Hall. We're right outside. We eat out in the parking lot. And then we pray and simply say, God, show up. Start doing something new at this place, right? Nothing's going to happen unless we ask, right? Just on a side note, your session is about to come. We're, we're in the last stages of visioning. We're going to come up with this vision page the whole mission statement, all this jazz. There's some new stuff on the precipice. 
God is going to break forth. And I'm, I don't want to make anyone here nervous, but I do want to say, this place is rich. Amen? In every single way. We are blessed beyond compare. Our cup runneth over. We have a worship team that's phenomenal. And we're blessing. We're going to continue to bless and grow together and learn how to love one another. But there's also a call for us to go. To go not across the world, but to go out to where we've been planted, right? Anyway, that's my first sermon today. I think that's it. Let's stand up. I'm going to give us the call to worship. It's going to come from Psalm 80, first two verses, and this is from the Passion Translation. God enthroned, be revealed in splendor as you ride upon the cherubim. How perfectly you lead us, a people set free. Loving shepherd of Israel, listen to our heart's cry. Shine forth from your throne of dazzling light. In the sight of Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh, stir up your mighty power in full display before our eyes. Break through and reveal yourself by coming to rescue. Let's worship our rescuer, Jesus the Christ.
Good morning. Well, you know, you probably know me, and I like sheep, and I like and I like that image. Are going to talk just a little bit about the shepherd. I'm going to ask you some questions, and if you know the right answer, I don't want you to jump up and say it. I want you to go bah like a sheep, okay? Because you're little sheep of the shepherd. Let me hear you. Bah. Okay. I am going to say a statement. And then I want you to tell me who said it. But don't say it right out. Say bah. Okay? Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Who said that? Mary Poppins. You're right. Okay. Me love cookies. <laughs> Who said that? Cookie Monster. Right. <laughs> How about I like warm hugs? You're right. It's Olaf. You have to frozen. You all know this one. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> and who is that? You're right. Got one more. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Who said that? There's Dory. So was it easy to guess those? Why was it easy? <laughs> How many times have you seen the movie? <laughs> have you seen the movie a lot of times? And that's why you know those phrases. You know who said them because you've heard them said a lot of times. So you know that character and you know that what, that's what they said. Say, now I have another one, and it says, Love one another as I have loved you. There we got a lot of baths. And, and it's Jesus. And you know, Jesus calls himself the Good Shepherd. He loathes his sheep. His sheep know him, but if you read in Scripture, it talks about how his sheep know his voice, and they follow his voice. And where do you hear what Jesus is telling you? You're not seeing it on a cartoon or anything. Where do you hear Jesus' words? Okay, who said it? Somebody said, bah. Where do you hear Jesus speaking to you? How about the Bible? In church, in Sunday school, even in the songs that we sing, we hear Jesus speaking to us. And the more we listen, the more we hear, the more we know who Jesus is and what he is trying to say to us. Now, 
you're all going to be going off to school here and another <clears throat> maybe tomorrow or real soon, and you're going to hear all sorts of different voices talking to you. But the voices that you want to hear is the voice of Jesus. And remember that his sheep know his voice and his sheep follow him. And that's what we want you to do every day of your life is follow the shepherd. Okay, so pray with me. Our shepherd for guiding us, for leading us, for teaching us, for showing us the way to go. I pray for each one of these children here that they hear your voice every day, that they listen to it, and that they listen and learn to know you even better day by day. Bless them as they study your word today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You. one we haven't done in a few years, but it should bring back some memories for those that have been with us for a while. And if you haven't heard it, or you've forgotten it, the chorus and the bridge repeats itself a few times, so you'll catch on pretty quickly. Most importantly, just uh, let's try to get out of our, our heads here where we have a tendency to sit and cerebrally receive information, but we're still thinking about the stresses of the week and all the things we need to get done today. Let's snap out of that, just for the next 40 minutes. This segment that we call worship is really no different than any other segment, is it? It's, It's an hour that we've blocked out of our life to refocus our minds so that we are thinking on things above instead of below. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, I won't turn back. I know you are near. I will fear no My God is with me. 
sing it out. Oh no. I look to you, you're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom, you know just what to do.
Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. Yes, you do. I will love you, Lord, my strength. I will love you, Lord, my shield. I will love you, Lord, my rock. Forever all my days, I will love you, God. I look to you, I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. God, I look to you, you're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom, you know just what to do. I will love you, Lord, my I will love you, Lord, my shield. I will love you, Lord, my rock. Forever all my days, I will love you, God. Sing hallelujah. Jesus said to us, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When we are burdened by sin, when we are burdened by 
the cares. We are heavy laden. And so we come, as Jesus called us, come to me. We come for a time of confession. We come to confess. We come to ask forgiveness. So pray with me our prayer of confession. Gracious God, our sins are too heavy to carry, too real to hide, and too deep to undo. Forgive what our lips tremble to name, what our hearts can no longer bear, and what are become a consuming fire of judgment. Set us free from a past that we cannot change. Open to us a future in which we can be changed. And grant us grace to grow more and more in your likeness and image. Through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen. Jesus said, ask. Keep on asking. And you will be forgiven. The good news is that in Jesus Christ, we are all forgiven. Thanks be to God.
Thank you very much, Susan. That's, that, is, that reminds me of uh, one time I was out at the Glass House, which is a concert place, and, and I think I've told this story, but um, I was out in the Glass House, Glass House seeing a band called Jawbox, and they were playing this, there's this one song that they do this guitar with, and they do it through an effects pedal, and when he hits the guitar, it sounds like aliens are all flying around in the room, and then he, and then he pulls up and and ends that effect and just hits with this hard, like, drop D. Like, and when he does that, I look over, and there's a guy feeling the same thing that I'm feeling. And he goes, ooh. And we both looked at each other and go, ooh. And then we pointed at each other, like, that's amazing. I looked over during the, that song. I looked over at Daryl, and Daryl was going, uh-uh, uh-uh, that can't be done. Thank you so much, Susan. That blesses us all richly. I thank you for sharing your gift with us. Yeah, you can a round of applause again. And praise God. This feels like one of those services that's good, 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 good stuff. And this is right in my wheelhouse. This is Hebrews. Um, author, we don't know. If you were here last week, um, we, we studied the, the, the chapter, or the, yeah, the chapters and the verses leading up to to what we're going to study today, which is, it's a, it's a gift for a pastor. I love hanging around a text and hearing the same thing, but this author just drills extremely deep right here. And last week we were called to remember, called to affirm how God has never let us go, right? That song, um, when I... Just a little little caveat. When I first heard that song, God had just opened my eyes to this diamond in a rough. This kid was a UT San Antonio student named John. I was doing college ministry at the time. And there was something about him that I knew was special. He got up and he led this college group that I was leading at the time. And led us in that song. And that was probably the biggest moment of explosion in my ministry history. Uh, college ministry in San Antonio blew up from that moment. Like it, it grew in depth and numbers kind of around that song. And that's what this text is really saying. Um, our God has never let go. Right? Right? Okay, good. How <laughs> This is a conversation, right? I, I want us to be in this. Uh, and that's what the author continues to uh, tell us. Remember that. Remember that, right? Because I don't know about you, but during, actually, this past week, a lot of personal drama has hit. And this is extremely current to me. I need to hear this text. Um, I don't know about you, but I need to be, be gathered to this text and warmed by its fire and reminded of the call, right? Because um, the call last week was to remember that he's never let us go even when it looks like he has, right? Right. I like this. You can overcorrect. <laughs> I just don't want anybody, no one says wrong, okay? <laughs> That's wrong, okay? Uh, except, I don't know, maybe if I say something wrong. Um, 
Let's read this text. And we're going to start in 1129. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as if it were dry land. As if it were dry land. But when the Egyptians attempted to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had received the spies in peace. And what more can I, should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, and through faith conquered kingdoms, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fires, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, but foreign armies to to flight, uh, put foreign armies to flight, women received their dead by resurrection, others were tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Others suffered mocking and flogging, even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. God, I just pray that you would remind us of these truths, sear them onto our hearts, onto our souls, and call us. And all God's people said, that first little section is just a leftover. It's, this is the end. That chapter 11 is called the Hall of Faith. And he's talking, the author is talking about all these amazing men and women of faith there's a little section in there. He doesn't make note of it, but if you look back in the text, they walk on dry land. Do you remember in 29? Does anybody remember in the Exodus story what was said by Moses right before they walked across on dry land? Don't forget where you came from. Why? Remember, they kind of want to go and attack. They want to attack. 
They want to win. They want to like achieve their victory out of slavery into the promised land by themselves. There's a slight even right there. Moses he says, "Remember where I, I, I God just brought you out of that stuff with the angel of the death and stuff like that. You sit tight. You s- sit there. Just sit there." And allow God to show his power. That's our first, really, our, our call. Is to sit and wait. Don't take it in your own hands. We're not supposed to go and conquer lands. We're supposed to sit tight and watch God Conquer lands through his way of love. It's not conquering. It's setting free, right? So that's that first section. And then we go into these martyrs, right? I don't know about you, but as you start to read this in preparation, my wife and I were reading this, and my wife couldn't stop crying. I looked in the Greek. Um, The word for tortured in 35b is etipaniathesan. And it has in there timpanon, which is the rack, the torture device. According to tradition, Isaiah was sawn in two. Right? Put on the rack for his following God. Put on the rack, sawn in two. Lions set on to Christians. At the time that this author is writing this, it's a really high price to be a Christian. It's a really high price. It's a really hard thing. So this is the the, the this is the deep. This is the this is the this is where the rubber meets the road. You're called to have faith even when you can't see, right? You can't see a victory. You're called to have faith when it's hard. When death is all around. When it's going to cost you everything. When it's painful. This author is, is saying, you say yes to Jesus you are definitely not sidestepping the suffering that involves being alive in this world. Pause for a second before everybody gets really, really depressed. Point. Does everyone suffer? Everyone. We as followers of Jesus, we're going to suffer. All it means is we, we get to make, God makes meaning out of it. 
In my deepest valley, I remember going to a mentor friend of mine, and he said, God is not going to waste a single one of these tears. That's truth. God is calling us in this text to have faith. There's nothing worse than giving somebody a job and not equipping them to do it, right? (laughs) Have you ever been in that place? Right? I have too. I remember one time they gave me this can. I was working at Biola University. I was a janitor and a sound tech. And they gave me this can of like gum remover. And there was this wall of gum that people have been putting gum on this wall for, you know, since whatever, by 1908, I guess. <laughs> now they moved from Los Angeles, so they moved, it wasn't since 1908, but there was a lot of gum. And I was like, how do you work this stuff? Oh, and they, they swung back and gave me a scraper. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I just remember thinking, this is terrible. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what's going on. This author doesn't leave us like that. This author automatically, how are we supposed to have faith in the midst of suffering? How are we supposed to have faith when we can't see around this corner? How are we supposed to have faith? We can't see. It hurts like crazy. It seems the sky is falling. He starts with that reiteration of remember. God has never let go. And then he puts on top of that. For we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. It may seem like you're alone, but you're never alone. Ever. In your valley right now, outside of this room, These words are true. The great cloud of witnesses are around you. Affirming you, holding you. I said I talked to, we were talking about this sermon, uh, my wife and I, and my wife. I said, I just said this last week. You know, I feel like I broke a record. I remember the cathedral. I talked about the L.A. Cathedral. I said the tapestry. Everybody's around. Uh, And my wife wisely said, I don't think we could go. I I think we could say this every week and be okay. You agree with that? I do too. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Just yesterday, we're doing this hymn thing. I, I got to pick my hymn. Mine was Rock of Ages. And I had my eyes closed. And I remember it in Massachusetts when I was like 13 years old, being in this sanctuary with a 40-member church, small church out in the middle of nowhere. And we had this soloist that he was my favorite. Like me and my brother would always argue about who was the best soloist. And my guy was always better. And I think I've talked about him before. But he would always go, he always, he did a, thing at the end of his notes. I don't know what that means, but, but I remember him doing Rock of Ages. And he is now, no doubt about it, seated around the table with Jesus the Christ. And that, that man, he saw all kinds of trials and tribulations. He's with, he was right there. He was in the pew with me. 
We're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And you might ask, which cloud of witnesses? Just look back at 11 over and over. Look at all those saints. Look at all those women and men of faith who God never let them go, and they're in your corner. And then how else? And he lays out a three-point application, like how to. On this, on this affirmation of we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who have God never let go of them. He's not going to let go of you. Get rid of the sin. Drop it. And everyone in here knows what that sin is. And I think it's as personal as each individual in this room. There's some heavy weight. For me, it's worrying about people, like what they think of me. I was reading this text, getting ready for this today. And God said, drop it. It doesn't matter. Jason, I love you. I, I made you. Why, why would you care what they think of you? I made you. And thank God he boxes our ears when they've been sewn shut. He doesn't give up. His message always breaks through. Drop it. And he says, isn't that true? There's just so many. Like, I love how deep this author goes. These sins, they entangle you. I get a vision of my uh, cousin, Malia's cousin. I call him my cousin because he's a really good guy. <laughs> I claim him as my own. Uh, and he's been at the top of all the highest peaks on the seven continents. He's a mountain climber. Uh, he's been on Everest. He was the, he's the last solo ascent because his Sherpa turned back and he went snow blind at the, at the top. There's a, there's a book out there he wrote called Blind, what is it? Blind Descent. Blind Descent. And it, it's all about his faith in Jesus. But he, he, he tells in his story when he was training as a Navy like rescue helicopter guy, they drop you in a pool and they wrap you in a, in a, in a, a parachute. And you have to wait till you sink to the bottom and then get free. And he says, most people fail because the more you move, the more it tightens. It entangles you. And that's what this author is saying. Watch out for these sins. They try and grab you, and they get their hooks in you, and they entangle you, and they sink you. Just to, so you don't, aren't left hanging. <laughs> he never drowned, and in fact, he climbs it all the time. Uh, the key was... You just, they, take, they teach you to remain completely still and relaxed and start with one of your extremities, your toes or your fingers, or both. And you just wiggle them slightly. And it all starts with just a, a small untangling. This author isn't saying anything like that. <laughs> this author's saying, cut it away. As they drop in the, in the pool... Get rid of that stuff. Get out of there. Be patient. That's a hard one, right? 
as it gets darker and darker and more and more difficult and it hurts more and more. This author says, this is an endurance race, guys. This is an endurance race. It's not a sprint. Reading through your Old Testament, does God usually do things quickly or does God usually take a long, long time? A long, long time, right? If you ever want to be convinced of that, just read Chronicles. You know? There's hundreds of years where the people of God aren't the people of God. They're rebelling against God. Our God is a patient, amazingly patient God. And the bigger picture always plays out different than how we instantaneous folk want it. Have patience. This is an endurance race, folks. And then finally, how do we live our lives in faith even through our suffering? We look at our hero. We look at our Lord. We look at our master. We look at our pioneer. That's what the pioneer and perfecter. The understanding in the Greek is he's the alpha and the omega, the genesis and the telos. He's the beginning and the end of what we were designed to be as human beings. Keep your eyes on the leader. Hint. (laughs) I got a pop quiz again. Did he have a rough ending to his life? That's kind of a clue to how our lives are going to go. If our author and perfecter went straight into the cross, tempted to the very max, Remember in the garden he says, not my will, but thy will be done. He actually cries out to the Father, God, take this cup from me. I don't want to do this. That's our author and our perfecter of our faith. That's who we're following. So if you have doubts, you have fears, Jesus in those moments is saying, it's okay. Follow me straight through it. I've already done all the applications. Let's stand. Let's sing. Let's sing, O God, our help in ages past.
And Susan, you nailed it when you even you when she she's saying notice that she said, We've been worshiping, let's continue on that. I'm gonna repeat that and remember Susan saying that. Let's continue on our worship because this is just a part of the worship that we do as the people of God. We throw in our tithes, our offerings. And we say yes to God plan. And we say, let's be involved. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. If you're here in the service, you can put your offerings and tithes in the offering plate in the back as you leave. If you're at home, listen to the podcast. Please send your tithes and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. In Psalm 27, David declares, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And David continues, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Standing on that promise, let us take our prayers and petitions to the one who never lets go of us. Let us pray. Holy and merciful God, you are indeed our light and our salvation. And it is with humble gratitude that we can bring our concerns to you in prayer. Father, we continue praying for Ukraine and their citizens. We pray for your protection and your provision for Ukrainians and their homeland. We pray for your protection of the nuclear power plant. Keep everyone out of harm's way. Lord, hinder the aggressors, and we pray for a swift end to this conflict and a return to peace in Ukraine. Lord, we lift up those across our country afflicted by the extreme temperatures. We pray for shelter and relief from the heat. Prompt neighbor to help neighbor. We pray, too, for those in Kentucky still recovering from the devastating floods. Bring aid and assistance quickly to the region. Lord, in our own church family, we have so many prayer needs. Father, we pray for the continuing COVID affections afflicting our members. Be with each one as they recuperate and heal. Keep all safe, especially those whose health is vulnerable. Lord, we lift up Sam and Corey Allen and their families and pray for your comforting touch as they mourn the passing of Sam's sister, Mary Bell. We pray, too, for Corey's extended family facing their own health challenges. Heal and keep each one. Father, we lift up Doreen Araki's mother, Marjorie, who is now under hospice care. Be with Marjorie and her family. Fill them with your peace, which transcends all understanding. May Marjorie feel your very presence with her. We pray, too, for those in our congregation facing health challenges. May your healing hand be on each one. And on Dick Clark, Kay Deer, and Patty Ernest as they continue with their treatments. Uphold and keep them. Give their doctors wisdom. Almighty Lord, we are a congregation in transition, and we ready ourselves for what you are already doing and what you plan to do in this corner of your kingdom. We lift up Pastor Jason and his family, Pastor Sharon and her family, each one of our elders and deacons and their families, and we pray for your touch on their lives. We pray for your inspiration, Lord. We pray for your wisdom and your guidance. Sit and wait. Show us the direction you would have for us to embrace, that your kingdom would come and your will be done right here, right here as it is in heaven. 
we continue praying as you taught your disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand and join us in our sending hymn.
right, from the top. No, just messing. I'm really glad that, that, did you catch that last verse though? Waiting for the Spirit. Did you, that, did you catch that? I, I, I'm glad we sang all 16 verses of that thing just for, just for that Spirit right there. Because that's what it is, you know. And if you feel like I do, sometimes I'm not really standing, but I'm kind of buckled over and I'm kind of crumpled on the promises of God. That's okay, too. Um, and if you need somebody to pray with, I'll, I'll greet some people in the back, but I can come up here if you need some prayer. And I'm sure Sharon or Amy could stick around. And um, I don't know about you, but it's been a rough couple weeks. And um, I needed to hear that word. And I hope that you did too. And I'm really glad that each and every one of you showed up this morning. But for now, let me send you out with a benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.